0: You've probably heard the news by now, but if not, Pope Francis has come out in favor of what we'll call government-sanctioned James Martin unions. It's a touchy subject, and our lovely hosts are always watching, so this should be handled with care. And I'm not going to go into too much detail with the story itself. I mean, there's really not much there. It's just some remarks that were made that are causing a stir. Instead, I'm going to give you the basics of what was said, and then tell you how we got here. But first, let's get to the basics. Yesterday morning, the news broke from Catholic News Agency that a documentary was released. Here we go. To quote Catholic News Agency on this, quote, The remarks come in Francesco, a documentary on the life and ministry of Pope Francis, which premiered October 21st as part of the Rome Film Festival, and is set to make its North American premiere on Sunday. End quote. You can probably stream this on Sunday if you want to commit sacrilege on the day of rest. The group that I have taken to calling the James Martin Brigade are the subject of these remarks, paraphrasing it for obvious reasons. Francis said they, the James Martin Brigade, quote, have a right to be part of the family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or made miserable because of it, Pope Francis said in the film of his approach to pastoral care. And then he said it, saying that the government-sanctioned James Martin unions are to be the way forward. This response is interesting because the parody of the nuptial sacrament by the state has been the law in most of the Western world for a few years now, though these remarks may be directed towards Africa and South America and other places where the bishops have been more successful in holding the line. Regardless, this is the church negotiating with the non-negotiables, at first glance. As you'll see, I think it's worse than that. Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, whom I'll remind you works in the Vatican Communications Office and absolutely knew this was coming, has been celebrating this. As you'll recall, he and his entire bridge-building brigade have been saying since Fratelli Tutti was released that the church can change how it views these issues. He has even said on the record that he believes St. Paul was wrong in sacred scripture, which is a denial of the dogma of the inerrancy of scripture, and he's said this publicly. Regardless of that, he is celebrating, saying that it was a major step forward for his bridge-building Skittles. This surrender to the world, Pastor Martin calls a part of Francis's pastoral approach. In plain language, that means that this is all about accompanying people. Accompaniment, that buzzword from the conciliar church. And in a way, he's right. This is all about accompaniment. But not with the crowd Martin cares so much about, but with the agencies of, of the world. This is all part of the larger push for integration with the uh, Novus Ordo Seclorum, and the key organizations of that have been pushing relentlessly for this issue to be widely accepted. I could go on and on and on on that topic alone, but instead, let's have the uncomfortable talk about how we got to this point, because a lot of people still will not accept that this was inevitable and made so 60 years ago, beginning when John 23rd refused to publish The Third Secret of Fatima on schedule. This is the result of the church opening her windows to the world. This was the declared purpose of the Second Vatican Council. John XXIII's words about the purpose of the council were, I quote, I want to throw open the windows of the world so that we can see out and people can see in. But he would go further, saying the opening of the council, quote, The church should never depart from sacred treasure of truth inherited from the fathers, but at the same time she must ever look to the present, to the new conditions and the new forms of life introduced in the modern world. End quote. There's your source of ambiguity. And there's no better example of this than what Francis said in a new documentary that's being advertised on the Vatican's page and talked about Catholic by about Catholic news agency. This is being admitted by mainstream sources. This isn't the stuff of fringe commentary or people promoting wild hypotheses involving the infiltration of the church, as our critics like to dismiss us with saying. This subject, the surrender on the issue of the nuptial sacrament, is being admitted by the mainline church figures. And make no mistake, this is a surrender, and I'll go the, into that in a moment. But how did we get here? It started with the philosophy of opening the windows of the church to the world, by claiming the church can learn from the world, while the same pope, John the Twenty-Third, in his encyclical Mater et Magistra, said that the church was the mother and teacher of the world. It is this dichotomy that has framed all of Catholicism in the post-conciliar world, and this pontificate has signaled a shift towards the world, more than any other since Paul VI. It is to the world that the Church has turned. And when you turn to the world, guess what you turn from? Thus, we get the acquiescing to the demands of the world. Whether it's girl altar boys, the laity reading at the Ambo, or lately with Amoris Laetitia, now this announcement from the Vatican on the James Martin unions, we see the pattern. The world makes demands, and the present pontificate first permits things to go badly through ignoring errors as they spread, and then finally gives an inch. But it never stops with giving an inch. In fact, I'd hazard a guess that it isn't the purpose to give an inch, but to open the doors to total acquiescence, to total surrender to the world on this issue and on every other issue. This is why the annulment process was liberalized, with so few annulments being accepted in the church prior to the council, to the point where the church accepts far too many today, making the promise almost technical in some dioceses. The church has become, in many ways, indistinguishable from the world. Or worse a willing partner to the program of the world. And remember, who is the prince of the world? Remember the answer to that question. Of course, it isn't really the church that is the cause of this, or the partner of the program of the world. It is the ape of the church that is. There will be many who will tell you to submit to this, just like they have taken to doing with everything else. They've surrendered their faculty to reason in exchange for a mess of pottage. Don't let them get away with it. Your mission as Catholics is to stay rigid. The truths of the faith do not change. Not now. Not ever. What was true a thousand years ago remains true today when it comes to the natural law. That doesn't change, regardless of what Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church may be preaching regardless of the changes to the distribution of the Eucharist according to the broken norms of Amoris Laetitia, which permits those who broke the unbreakable bond to receive our Lord, and the heinous practice we've seen of non-Catholics receiving the Eucharist in some places. Those practices, like this acceptance of the James Martin government union, stands in opposition to the laws of God, and we must obey the laws of God. We must adhere to the faith, to the timeless truths preached before this diabolic disorientation set into the church. I'm certain you'll hear more about this in the coming days. Every commentator will talk about this issue, and some will say, well, the Pope says it is so, so it must be true. That is ultramontanism, and the the ultramontanes have embraced heresy. The Pope is the shepherd, and he is to protect the deposit of the faith, not upend it. Your mission in this time is to stay true to the deposit of the faith, even if it brings great personal suffering. And Part of that is to pray for the Pope and all the dissenters who defend us, for they dissent against the deposit of the faith. This action is modernism on full display, with no pretense as being anything else. This is no different than the changes in Amoris Laetitia, nor the ultimate sanction the state can impose upon the offender. But this is a direct strike at the heart of sanctity, and it is an example of the warning from Fatima. More souls are lost because of the sins of the flesh than any other sin. And yes, this targets the family as well. And make no mistake, these are those kinds of sins we are talking about, being accepted by the church. This is but the first step. So, my friends, stay rigid. Take on mortification and penances as the days grow darker. We are headed into interesting times, and the spirit of Pacamama, the spirit of Vatican II, appears to be triumphant now. But this weekend is the Feast of Christ the King on the old calendar. And remember that Christ is King, and also remember that it is always darkest before the dawn. Remember that, and remember that in the end, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph. So please, as I always say, pray for the Church. Thank you for listening and for your support. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.